don't let this sucker punch linger. There are going to be seasons in your life. There are going to be times of warfare when it's going to be this hard pressing, trenching, like going through the trenches, going through the mud, working out how this impacts your life. And there are other battles. You need to call it what it is. You need to shake the snake and move on. Call the enemy out for what he is. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. He's an opportunist who loves to come in and take the cheap, the cheap shot in your life. Don't let him win. Call it what it is and move on. I love the iconic words of Joyce Meyer who says that uh, she would always talk about how the enemy would try to attack her. And she would say, I'm not coming to this tea party. Devil, I'm not coming to this tea party. And I think those are such mighty words to charge ourselves on today. I am not coming to this tea party. I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm not going to entertain these lies anymore. You don't get this bandwidth in my brain. You don't get this space in my heart. You don't get to tell me what I am called to and what I'm not called to. You don't get to redefine a moment that God just had with me because you don't have the authority to do so. Call it what it is. A snake is a snake, so burn it up. This broadcast is for the one sucker punched by the devil. Hey, hey, love. Welcome to For the One. Today's broadcast, as you've heard, is for the one sucker punched by the devil. What an interesting and dynamic play on words. But this is what came to me uh, to describe my recent season, to encourage you in your season right now. And I think this is going to be a uh, a punchy episode. We're just going to go with all the punchy th- themes and the the puns. We're just going to go for it. Okay. So if you think of one, (laughs) send it my way. Okay. So if you are joining me for the podcast for the first time, I'm Laura. I'm your host. I'm so glad that you're here. It is so, uh, it's such an honor to be given space in people's hearts and their ears. I just, I really take that. It's a tremendous honor. You have time that's sacred and holy. Your car rides, your shower times, you're getting ready in the morning times, and you've chosen to listen to this. That is incredible to me. So I pray and I hope that this can be time well invested in your soul and your heart and ultimately your assignment right now that's on your life to accomplish for the kingdom of God. So maybe may this be an investment of time and of heart capacity that has dividends that just keep going in the long run. So that is my prayer for this episode and for this time that you're you're taking um, for the Lord. So if you are new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you've been trekking along with me for a while, welcome back. It's so good to have you. And now season two, we're in season two of For the One. And so we've kind of taken this different spin on on for the one. So we talked about it in the last episode, but if you're new, we got to give you the the play-by-play, right? So the first thing that's new this season is that we're going to have some guests and we have some some people that are going to be joining us in the next couple of weeks that I'm so excited for you to meet. And I do want to put it out there too. This is really interesting, but if you have a woman of faith or a leader that's on your heart that you're like, man, she has a story to tell or she has a calling that's been on her life and she has just been 
going through this, the wrestling of contending for it, I would love to be connected to her. So if you know that woman or if you are that woman, I would love to connect. I would I would love to hear your story, um, to see what God could have. I'm just all about pulling up women into their leadership, into their God-given assignments, to give them spaces to pilot it. So let's connect or let's get connected with your friend. Um, and so with that, we're going to have some guests coming on in the next couple of weeks. So excited about that. But here's the invitation for you. Here's, here's the real invitation. So a, a twist for this season is that I want to give you space to be encouraged specifically with where you're at. So all the episodes are for the one dot, dot, dot. And they're all for a specific woman, a specific one. And I wanted to, to twist it to give you the opportunity to give me the title. So if there's an episode that you're like, man, I just really wish that she would do an episode on this, then shoot it over to me. I would love to hear it. So if you have an episode uh, name idea that's specific to your season, even if it's about a specific scripture that's been on your heart for the one reading through the Psalms. I don't know. It could be something cool like that. If you want to email me at info at lauradudek.com or if you want to direct message me, Instagram, Facebook, I would love to get your titles and you can trek along with me this season and see when your title pops up. Um, And I'm going to pray through a specific word that the Lord could give you to encourage you with where you are at. So that's our fun little twist for this season. Make sure you shoot those over to me. I would love to hear it. I've been getting some really good ones. So I'm I'm super stoked. Okay, so fun stuff coming along. But today's episode, today's broadcast is for the one sucker punched by the devil. And this was uh, an image that the Lord gave me. I think it was a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. And I was really just processing this recent series of events that I've walked through. And as this picture came to my mind, it was perfect. It perfectly described how I felt and what I was going through. And so for some context, um, we've been, I've been in a really interesting season this year, taking some huge leaps of faith in investing in my, my spiritual leadership, in my gifts, in my prophetic gifts, my leading gifts, my preaching gifts. And it's, it's required of me to step into spaces that challenge and equip me in those skills. And so the recent one, it was in um, Greenville, South Carolina. It was this amazing event. It was called Preachers and Culture. And so we had two days where it was an intensive for preaching. And I've never, other than seminary, or I attended the She Speaks conference through Proverbs 31, if you if you know what I'm talking about. Um, so those were really like the only times that I was investing in my speaking uh, where I was like paying money or giving a ton of time to get feedback or to learn different skills. Other than that, I haven't really had a lot of other opportunities to really grow in that gift. And it's been an area where there's there was always just a little hesitation, especially because of that lie that I'm a woman and therefore I can't preach. And that's a whole other set of podcasts. And I, I wanted I never wanted to pursue really developing that skill because I had that belief that I wasn't even allowed to be in the room. So 
this year, the Lord was really coming after my heart and telling me, you need to develop these gifts. You need to believe that I've called you to this. And then you need to take that step further to take yourself seriously in what I've called you to. So he asked me to go to this Preachers and Culture event. So we're in a room. It's 30 people total who are attending this event. And I think it was 25 men and five women, which they said was actually unheard of. They've most of the time had 50-50 ratios. We were an, an anomaly for them. So I was one of the five women that were there and a little, um, what is the word? A little Easter egg, I guess you could say, is that a couple of those women are going to be on the podcast soon. I'm really excited. They're amazing. You're going to love them. And so we're, we're in this room and it was such an encouraging time. I can't even tell you. It was so amazing to have two days being in a completely different context with completely different leaders and being called out and affirmed for who I am and for the gifts that God has given me. And I walked away from there beyond encouraged. I I felt so filled up, so seen, so acknowledged, um, so called up into who I know I can be as a communicator. And so I walked away from that blown away, beyond blown away. And then I get home and I'm, I was in this season up until recently where I was pretty much a full, full-time stay-at-home mom. So we were in between daycares or, you know, nannies. So I was full-time in the trenches taking care of our very active 17-month-old. And it's not really my full jam. I'm not a stay-at-home mom type, I don't think. I can handle two to three days max doing it all the time, having that be my sole focus. So being in it all the time is just draining on my soul, on my like Enneagram three soul. And uh, who's like productivity, let's get things done. So I come back from this event and I just, I often thought about it as I was walking through it as this crash landing. It wasn't a beautiful, graceful, smooth transition back into reality. It was really hard. And in this aftermath of this huge risk that I took, And this culmination of being seen and encouraged and being equipped and all these cataclysmic, beautiful moments with Jesus. In the aftermath of all of that, it felt like I just got hit by all of these lies and even truths that were twisted into something deceitful. And so it was like I I dropped into life that went from feeling so seen to so hidden and it's just me and a baby. It's just me and my house and there's no people encouraging me. There's there's no opportunity, I guess you could say, on the horizon to use my gifts. And all these lies and all these questions just started dropping into my heart and into my mind and it was things like, "Oh, you like you think you're a preacher? Like where are you going to preach?" Like, okay, yeah, they see that you're a preacher. They say that you're a prophetic preacher or that you're really gifted at that. But where are you even going to preach? Like, wh- where are the opportunities, Laura? Where, where are the, where's the next engagement that you're going to be at? Oh, there are none? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it says a lot about your, your gifts, right? You're a fool, right? It was like these questions of like, you think that you're, you're gifted in this? You're, you're a fool, you, th- you think that you're going to preach now? You think that you're going to communicate? 
Where, where are you going to practice? Where, where are you really going to do that? Because ultimately the only thing that you have right now, like or these are the things going on in my head, is like all, you only have a podcast. You, and then you create opportunities. You create events for a living with Ruan Ember. But that's all just like throwaway stuff. That's like all the lies that were being thrown into my head, all these twists of, of realities, but made into this corrupt fuel in my heart. And it was so discouraging because at one point I felt like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. You know, I come back from this amazing opportunity and I don't, I don't have any speaking engagements. I don't have any opportunities lined up. I don't have, you know, people knocking at my door or anything of that nature. And I really, I have a podcast and I have my ministry that I create spaces and I, I speak at those spaces and I invite other women to speak into those spaces. And at that moment, it felt so little. It felt so piddly, just a, a throwaway thing or that I was manufacturing it. And I was so discouraged, so discouraged. And it really did feel like this sucker punch from the enemy. And I was looking up this definition of sucker punch because we've, we've all heard this phrase, but what does it really mean? What is, it, what is the picture that it's actually painting for us? And if you, if you look into the word sucker punch, it's actually a cheap shot. So it's a lot of times when the recipient is done with the battle or they're done with the fight or they already had victory in the fight and they're walking away or they're disengaging and then all of a sudden the the loser or the opponent takes a shot at them and takes them out or brutally marks them or in some cases they actually kill them and it's while the other person is distracted or while they have their mindset on other things the with uh, what i was reading about is that it's actually the villain or the anti-hero the anti-hero takes a shot and brutally marks them and a lot of in a lot of places it's actually illegal you can get jail time you can get um yeah you can <laughs> It's a, it's a high, high offense in a lot of countries because of the nature of it. It's not fair. And it ultimately makes the recipient a sucker. That's why they call it a sucker punch, because it makes you a sucker. Because you had no ability to defend yourself. You had no ability to stick up for yourself or put skin in the game because you were looking somewhere else or you thought the fight was over. And then it was just one thing that came out of nowhere and it made you the, the victim in it. And I was thinking about this idea of how the, the devil sucker punches us all the time. See, we come to these moments in our lives, like what I experienced of highs with the Lord, right? Where we're on the mountaintop and he downloads this beautiful, uh, this beautiful vision for our life, or he, he makes a calling or an assignment known to us, or he even displays his miracles or his power in a new way, right? I know so many women who are discovering their gifts in the spirit right now, who are having visions or they're uh, prophesying or they're having dreams or they're realizing that their gift is hospitality or mercy or faith. And so they're connecting and they're having these like God connections in their soul and their heart and it's marking them, it's changing them in a beautiful way. Or maybe even there's just these revelations or these epiphanies 
We, we all have those moments in our walk where we encounter God during our quiet time or on a walk that moves us. And it moves us to the heart of God and it changes us. It transforms the way that we look at life or a situation or our relationships or ourselves. Or maybe there's a point of breakthrough where you've actually come from significant victory. You've come from this healing where you you saw someone healed or you were healed or you had this miracle in your finances or you you experienced an accident, but you were safe and everyone was safe or you come from these breakthrough moments, these moments of victory where now you stand in this, this the aftermath and the enemy takes a, sh- a cheap shot at you. And as I was processing through this picture, I, I don't, I've never thought about this scripture really ever. So it's kind of funny because it totally was the Lord. It just came out of nowhere. But I was thinking about Paul and the snake. I had no idea where it was in scripture, so I Googled it because that's what we do, right? We just Google it. Thank you for Google. And so I'm looking at Acts 28. And so I'm reading through this. I'm like, oh man, this is a sucker punch. This is totally a sucker punch. So you go to 28 verse one, and it's describing this aftermath that Paul experiences uh, after a shipwreck. So here's the context, right? So we, we meet Paul and he's actually a prisoner on a boat and they're setting sail and they're on this boat for quite a while, at least two weeks. You know, there's, they mark at some point 14 nights and there's a storm and then there's the, the shipwreck that happens after. But in this, in this entire storyline, Paul is speaking to the commanders he's speaking to the leaders and telling them things that God is telling him like we're going to be okay it's going to it's all going to be fine all the lives will be spared he's giving them directives on how to navigate through and then ultimately the ship wrecks and all of the prisoners have to jump out of the boat and make it to shore and so they land on what they what they know is Malta but it's actually the opposite side they've had the ports are on the other side of Malta. So they come to this land that they don't, they've never been to before. And so that's where we catch him in verse one. So it says, once safely on shore, so they're dripping wet, they're exhausted. They've been through so much tension in the last two weeks. I mean, can you just imagine being on edge for two weeks while a storm is around you? So they come to shore. They find out that the island is called Malta. The islanders show us, showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. So we're just going to pause, pause right here. So Paul, who is a prisoner, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't actually have to work. He could just sit down by the fire and warm up and get dry. But he doesn't. He goes and he gathers up brushwood. And as he's gathering it up and putting it on the fire, the heat of the fire, what I've read in some commentaries is that the snake was already in the brushwood that was in his hands. And then when he tried to put it by the fire, it woke up the snake. And then the snake latches onto his hand. And so it's literally fastened on his hand. And it, it says it's on the next verse, when the islanders saw the snake 
hanging from his hand. They said to each other, this man must be a murderer for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice, it was actually a goddess called justice, has not allowed him to live. And so you have this scene where Paul has literally come from the most tremendous victory. And you're thinking it's a shipwreck. That's not a victory. Throughout his time on the boat, as I described, he is hearing things from the Lord. And the Lord is saying, Paul, you're going to end up speaking to, I think it was um, the, you're, you'll be on trial before Caesar. And so he's telling, he's, the Lord is telling him, you're going to be on trial before Caesar, but God has graciously given you all the lives who, who have, will sail with you. And so he's saying like all of these things about they're going to be safe. They're going to be okay. He's giving commands of what they should do from the Lord. So in the middle of all of this tension of the storm coming and they're trying to figure out what to do, how to anchor, how not to anchor, how to cut off from the anchors, make their way back to shore. They're questioning Paul. And ultimately at one point they thought that they were all going to escape that the, that the boat was going to go down, they were all going to escape, and they were ready to kill every person on the ship, all the prisoners, but they decided not to. And so they make it to land, and everyone, everyone is there on the land. And so you think about this tremendous storm that happens, but it's tremendous victory because Paul heard from the Lord, you're going to be okay, the people on the boat are going to be okay, and then it came to pass. So they all ended up on this island, okay. That is a tremendous victory. To hear the voice of the Lord, to be able to speak it to unbelievers, and then to have it come to pass. So that's a victory. They're all safe. They're all on this land. They're all able to be by this fire and, and to have this moment of reprieve, this resting point. So that's where we find Paul when he's just trying to serve a little bit more. He's just trying to come back to the fire, to get warmed up, to make the fire grow a little bit more, to fuel the fire. And all of a sudden, this snake catches him. And so he comes from this victory, and all of a sudden, he gets hit by this snake. But I love, I love how he, how he responds to it because it's not what we would think. It's not this point of like, he's freaking out. He's having this moment of, oh, woe is me. I just made it off of the ship and now I have a snake on me. That's kind of what we would all do, right? Like I made it through this sword. Why now? Why this snake now? I just made it through the shipwreck. I feel like I would have that moment of like, woe is me. But Paul doesn't because Paul's wise. And he just, his response is that he audaciously just shakes it off. That's what he does. You see that in the next scripture, verse five, but Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The most compelling part of this testimony of what he experiences is that he literally just shakes it off and has, has no effect on him at all. He doesn't linger in it. He doesn't cast it out. He doesn't make this big theatrical show of it. He literally just physically shakes it off and goes on. It doesn't swell up. There's no bruising. It's just done. I think about these moments when we feel like we've been bit by the snake, sucker punched, had this moment of pain or hardship that comes right after breakthrough, right after victory. 
And I think a lot of times when we're processing it, we let those, that snake bite, if you will, affect us. We let this sucker punch, this cheap shot affect us. Just making this really, really practical. Back to like my, my preacher's experience. Coming back from that victory, back into the real world, and I'm trying to like nestle in, you know, quote unquote, by the fire, right? I'm in my home. I'm trying to get back into real life. I'm trying to get into the new rhythm of my life, trying to rest a little bit because travel was, was tiring. And in that, this, this lie comes. Oh, you, you think that you're going to preach? Where are you going to preach? Who, do you, who are you going to talk to? There's no opportunities. There's no, one, there's no one who wants you. There's no one who wants to listen to you. You only have a podcast. You only have a ministry. You only have whatever it is, fill in the blank. And it was this distraction. Like I was so fixated on the encouragement. I was so fixated on um, the beauty of the week and then coming back into family that like the enemy knew that he could just get this cheap shot in of like of twisting what had happened and what had happened in my heart to just get his little fangs in it enough. And the terrible part is that I gave him bandwidth. I, I literally let the enemy hang on my hand for far too long. And I let it impact me. I, I believed it. I let it discourage me. I let it have its moment and its glory in my life. And it's as I'm reading through this scripture and I'm asking the Lord, I've been asking the Lord, like, Lord, what is this? What, what are you trying to tell me? What, is, what does this mean for me? Because I feel discouraged. I, I still feel the effects of this stupid snake. I feel the effects of this cheap shot. I feel this like sucker punch in my life that I just came from this really cool moment. And now I'm discouraged. And what was, the Lord was talking to me about was like, what did Paul do? He just shook it off. Th- there are moments when we have distractions from the enemy, when we have attacks and warfare. And there are times when we have to process. There are times when we have to hunker down in it and, and do some inner healing. And we have to sort through how we feel about it, how it affects us, our behavior from our, in our, in our present as it relates to the past stuff that we've walked through, we have to sometimes go through the battles and it's a long battle. But there are other times, like in this case, when the Lord was showing me, you just have to let it go. You call it what it is and you let it go. It's not made to impact you long-term. It's not made to hold on and linger in your life. It is made to go in the fire, burn up, and be done. Don't let this linger in your life. Let it impact you longer than it already has. And I just want to encourage you with this word that there are going to be times and moments when the enemy comes in with this sucker punch. When he's going to try to take you out, he's going to try to derail you, he's going to try to distract you, he's going to try to come in after the victory to fix your eyes on what is lost or what has been tainted or what has been deceived. But in that, you actually need to uh, to shake it off and not turn it into a longer battle than what it is. It's supposed to be a blip. It's supposed to be done. You call it what it is and you move on. Don't let it impact you. I was thinking about it like the players in a, in a, any type of sports, you know, I think about hockey, I'm from Buffalo. So we got the Buffalo Sabres and 
I one of my favorite I don't know why but I always really enjoyed the fights maybe because it was a little rowdy and I have a little rowdiness in my personality and so I would watch them fight and I just I don't know it was kind of interesting to watch but you always have those players afterwards that they're kind of like playing possum and you know that they're not really hurt but they're playing it up they're being real theatrical and dramatic about it because they know they can get a penalty on the other person on the player if they really you know if they really play it up. And I was thinking about that as in this context of the battles that we have, these sucker punches from the enemy, the lies that come at us, these deceits that he tries to throw at us, and we can play into it and we can act a lot more injured than what we actually are. And we'll make it into a real thing when it's not. Do you know what I mean? So I know that from my personal experience There are moments when I'm like, I know the truth. I know that that's a lie and it's a baloney. I know that that's not true. I know that it isn't just a podcast and it isn't just a women's ministry. I know that the Lord called me to broadcast timely prophetic messages for the women of faith of this generation right now. I know that the Lord called me to start a women's ministry called Ruach and Ember to speak life, to breathe the breath of God onto women leaders who have felt like they have been dying on the vine for a long time. I know that I'm called to create spaces for me to speak and for other women to pilot their speaking. And those aren't piddly things. Those aren't small things. In fact, those are courageous things. Those are things that are called um, tenacious. Those are things that are called constant, that are called um, worthy and brave And so for the enemy to come in and say, well, you don't have any places. And for me to believe it, it's like me playing possum, playing up this this defeat or this discouragement or this punch when I know it actually has no effect on me. And it's not true. The Lord gave me this phrase that it's placebo poison. When the snake bit Paul, it literally didn't impact him. It fell away and he was fine. And there are so many moments when we've had this hit from the enemy, this attack from the enemy, and then we're walking around with a limp. It's like a fake limp. And I'm not saying that it's fake is how we feel, but we know the truth. We know that it doesn't need to impact us. And so it's like this poison that we're allowing impact us, but it's actually a placebo. It's just an empty lie. It's not truth. It's a distortion of the exact promise that God gave you. And it is trying to discredit the victory that you just walked out of. There is nothing in the bite and there is no power in the punch. It will not take you out. It's not made to take you out but you're also not made to linger in it any longer. Even further, don't let it distort the victory that you just walked out of. I talk to so many women who come from these beautifully profound moments with God and they have these spiritual highs that truly define where they're going in their spiritual walk and their intimacy with the Lord. And then they they come out of that and they're 
so filled up with encouragement and the enemy just comes in with this sucker punch of the lie of depression, discouragement, doubts. And they let that new voice come and frame the entire battle that they just walked through. The entire victory that they just walked through. And so that season no longer becomes about the breakthrough that they just had or the revelation of God that they just had. It now becomes about that stupid sucker punch. It now becomes all about that lie. It becomes all about what the enemy is saying and not what God has already done and has already said. I want to encourage you today. This is like a really short, sweet message But it's so timely because I feel like you really need to hear this. Don't let this sucker punch linger. There are going to be seasons in your life. There are going to be times of warfare when it's going to be this hard pressing, trenching, like going through the trenches, going through the mud, working out how this impacts your life. And there are other battles. You need to call it what it is. You need to shake the snake and move on. Call the enemy out for what he is. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. He's an opportunist who loves to come in and take the cheap, the cheap shot in your life. Don't let him win. Call it what it is and move on. I love the iconic words of Joyce Meyer who says that uh, she would always talk about how the enemy would try to attack her. And she would say, I'm not coming to this tea party. Devil, I'm not coming to this tea party. And I think those are such mighty words to charge ourselves on today. I am not coming to this tea party. I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm not going to entertain these lies anymore. You don't get this bandwidth in my brain. You don't get this space in my heart. You don't get to tell me what I am called to and what I'm not called to. You don't get to redefine a moment that God just had with me because you don't have the authority to do so. Call it what it is. A snake is a snake, so burn it up and move on. And the lasting effects of it, you think about the little poisons of like, oh man, now I have to process through all the discouragement that I just walked through. And, you know, it's like we feel that the aftermath of the heaviness and that can sometimes even be harder to walk through than the actual battle because we're like, man, I got to like process everything that I just experienced. And I just feel like I have to warm up again. And so there's always that warming up point when you're like, I got to like shake that off now and it's going to be a process. And I feel like this is the moment when it's like, no, you don't just pick, pick up, go pick up where you once were encouraged and keep going. You, You don't have to process through anything. It doesn't have to be a bigger ordeal than it is. Just keep going. Remember the last time you were encouraged. Remember the last thing that God told you and run with that. Because I love what happens with Paul The very thing, the very part of his testimony that was the most compelling and unforgettable piece was that he simply shook the snake. And it was that piece of his testimony, that part of his story, that power that is what released the entire island of Malta to have all of their sick healed. It was that realization that the snake, the poison of the snake didn't actually affect him that then created this series of events where all the sick of Malta would be brought to him where he could heal them. And this is all while he's a prison prisoner. So I want to encourage you that this very thing that you think is going to take you out or that is going to at least hold you back for a while or that it was really unfair, shake it off. See the testimony for what it is because the testimony is that you can easily shake it off and move on. And it's going to 
allow other people in your life to see how easily you could walk away from it without letting it impact you, that's going to be the power of God in you, the power of Christ in you to courageously keep going, to know your authority. And it's going to bring other people to Christ as they watch you walk courageously. You may have gotten sucker punched. I may have gotten sucker punched, but I am not a victim. You are not a victim. This is our calling to shake it off, call it what it is, and move on. The enemy doesn't get the final say. It is only placebo poison. And in any area, I feel like there's some of um, some women who are listening, and maybe it's you, that you feel like the poison has made you numb. And one of the effects of it has been a numbing out of a desire or a passion, even a a zeal for the Lord. I feel like there was a hunger for the Lord that you had. There was this unsatisfiable desire that you had for closeness with him. And one of the things that the, the punch took from you was that hunger. And it's almost like the poison has just been numbing out your body. And it's been this slow dying, almost like the slow dying of a limb. And I feel like you need to know, like you can, it can easily wake up. Your heart can wake up. It will wake up. This is not meant to numb you out. And it's all just an illusion. And it's just like when your foot falls asleep and you feel like that's going to be it. I don't know if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night and (laughs) your foot is asleep and you're like, oh my gosh, I just, I'm going to lose it. It's not there anymore. It's never coming back. And then you start to move it and you're like, oh, okay, it hurts a little bit, but I know it's going to, I know it's there. We're good now. And I feel like you need to know that, that right now you feel like the illusion is that your passion is never going to come back, that your zeal is never going to come back, that it's going to be this dry forever, this apathetic forever, but it's not, it's just an illusion. But once you start working that muscle again, it may be painful at first. It might be hard at first, but you are going to wake up. You are going to wake up. Because it's, it's not true. You're not asleep. You're not numb. So this, if this is for you, if this has spoken to you and you're like, man, Laura, I was one of the ones that got sucker punched, that stupid devil, I would love to pray for you. I would also love to hear your story. So this is for the one. So if you are the one, I want to hear about it. So if you want to direct message me, Instagram, Facebook, if you want to send me an email, info at lauradudek.com. I would love to hear your story and and know how, yeah, how this spoke to you, what's been going on in your life. And if you want to take that even a step further to, to rate, to review, to subscribe on the podcast on any of the platforms, I would really, I would really love that. But I always say, if this wasn't for you, you just really like listening to my voice. That's why you made it through the whole episode. Is if it's not for you, but you know someone that it's for, would you send this to their would you like text this to them or would you email it to them? Just get it in their hands somehow because we need to find the one that it's for because there's someone that this is made to encourage. They need to hear this. Like there's there's something on the line. There's a calling and an assignment that's on their life that they're actually missing out on. They're, they're not stepping into it because they feel like they got punched by the enemy and they need to know, they need to just walk out of this. I am one, I am one of those people. I was one of those people that needed this message and it woke me, it shook me awake. And so I know the power that this this message, this simple message of shake it off, let's go, how much power that can have in our walks with the Lord. So 
if this is for you, I want to pray for you. Okay. Okay. So I, Lord, I thank you so much for this woman. I thank you that this specific woman is a, a brave warrior. I feel like you have been marked by strength. And it's been something that's continually called out in you is that you are a woman of strength, that you are a woman who fights the good fight, that you aren't afraid of the battles. But at the same time, I feel like you're tired of fighting. You're tired of constantly being in the ring. And especially when it feels like that fight gets taken home. Like it's not just a battle that's not personal. It's, it's deeply personal. And this sucker, this sucker punch feels like it really hit home. Lord, I, just, I ask that you would bless this woman of faith. That you would bless her bravery. You would bless her resiliency. But also that you would bless this tenderness that's on her heart, this softness. That even the most brave of warriors and the most strong of women are still so soft on the inside. Father, I pray that you would make space for her even in this moment to, to accept. It's not the defeat. It's just accepting the reality of the pain. Because even if we're punched and it doesn't take us out, it still hurts. So, Father, I ask that you would bless the pain. You would stand with her in it. Lord, I pray that you would bring about, you would remind her who she really is. I feel like that's been something you've been doing for me lately. It's like, this isn't who you are. You aren't, you aren't made to cower. You aren't made to give up. You aren't made to hide in the corner. You aren't made to, to put your tail between your legs and, and walk away and to slump in life. You aren't made for this. And I feel like you need to hear that, that, that exact thing. Like you aren't made to hide in the corner. You aren't made to be taken out. You aren't made to wallow in the shadows and to count yourself out on the sidelines, to discount yourself. You are actually made to lead the charge on victory. And so I pray that you would charge this woman up with such courage that it shocks her. Like it shocks her system. Father, I pray that you would shock her awake and that she would all of a sudden realize the areas where she's gone numb. She would realize the areas where she's believed the lie and you are waking her up and shaking it off. Father, I just ask that you would break open, break open courage to her in a whole new way. The courage to walk through the battle, to walk through the lies and call it for what it is. Lord, I pray that you would give her this moment of shaking off the enemy and calling it what it is and moving on. Father, I pray that there'd be no impact of this lie going forward. And I pray that you would shake off the shame that she even engaged with it a little bit. I know I've had that of like, oh, I can't believe I just let him win for that little bit. I can't believe I let him linger. I can't believe I let it hang on my hand. And I just, I release this peace and this grace over the shame that it covers shame. It eradicates shame. We don't have to keep shame. It's not this like play toy that we have to keep for the rest of our lives. It's not a blanket that has to cover us the rest of our lives. We can literally throw it in the fire. We don't need shame. 
And I thank you that she doesn't need shame. I pray that you would bless her, Lord, and everything that the enemy took, that he tried to steal while she was like in this punched coma. Lord, I pray that you would return to her in, in a double portion. Father, all the, the encouragement and the victory that she had just walked from. All the beautiful revelations that she's had. That you would bring them back, not only afresh, but it would be even more magnificent than when she originally experienced it. I pray that you would recall victory that she walked out of. And even the memory would be even more beautiful and even more profound than what she actually experienced as it was happening. Lord, I thank you that you have written victory on her life. That she is not made to bow down to cheap shots. But she is made to be the head and not the tail. She is made to crush the serpent. And I pray that you would give her the courage to do so. Swiftly, boldly, concisely. We call out the enemy for what he's doing, that he is a liar. That you have no input in our calling. You have no input on our identity. You have no input on the things that God talks to us about. And we pray for the grace of God to cover our lives and our hearts. We thank you, Jesus, that we are more than conquerors in you. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Okay. For the one who was sucker punched by the devil. I really pray that this blessed you. I know it blessed me. This was really a message for me, I think. So maybe I'm the one. Who knows, right? But I love you so much. I am so honored that you give me space in your heart, in your ears. And if you have a For the One title, please email it to me, direct message me. I can't wait to hear all of your ideas. Oh, it's just so good. And make sure you stay tuned because we've got some amazing guests coming your way and it's going to be good. So yeah, I love you so much. I'm so honored to spend time with you and we will talk again soon. Bye.